Every year, military veterans from across the country embark on an eight-month journey unlike anything they've experienced before. They are delegates in Oklahoma State's Veterans Entrepreneurship Program, a program designed to help vets get their business ideas off the ground. Welcome to the Inside OSU podcast. I'm your host, Megan Robinson. Today's guest, Chad Mills, works at the Spears School of Business. He is the VEP Program Manager for Oklahoma State University and has been involved since 2014. Even though boot camp will be virtual this year, Chad has a plan to ensure the delegates will get the most of their experience. Can you explain what the VEP is for those who are unfamiliar with the program? For sure. So the Veterans Entrepreneurship Program was started in 2009 as a means to help our veterans coming back post 9-11 after active service, because as they came back, they realized, you know, we don't really have the financial stability. We don't have the money to go to college and getting jobs, which is really difficult. So Mike Morris, who was the head of the uh, entrepreneurship department at that time, decided, let's start a program that is for veterans who want to start a business to give them more independence, financial stability, but they're doing it all themselves. Um, because we know through research and data and science that veterans make the best entrepreneurs because of all of their training. When I learned about this program, I thought it was so cool. And I was so not surprised that Oklahoma State did like that, but just impressed that this is a program that is offered because I think it is so meaningful to give back to those who have given so much to their country. But why is this program important? This program is important for a a few different reasons, honestly. One, it is the veterans. It's to say thank you. It's to let them know that they still have possibility. And it even if it's just their own imagination trying to come up with an idea, anything from a food truck to large drones and tech companies, which we've all had, it's just, we want to give you this security and the confidence in yourselves to go about and pursue your own ideas. But it's also part of our land-grant mission here at Oklahoma State University. We really focus on outreach. We love our students. They are everything to us. But we want to break out because as an entrepreneur, you need more than just entrepreneurs. The veterans are also able to actually connect with our own students. And we see this through different competitions because our students go through competitions all the time and they're putting their businesses out there. So when we bring the veterans in for our eight day residency during the second phase, we actually pair them with the students. So now we're focusing both on campus, that mission and our outreach mission and bringing them together. And we're gonna get into the competitions and the pitches after we sort of elaborate more on the program and how it's laid out and how it flows. But you mentioned the students. Have you ever had an alumni come back and participate in this program? Kyle McClaney was a master's student the same time I was getting my master's in entrepreneurship, but he was doing his distance learning. So he actually came into the program in, I want to say, 2014 or 15. And he came in and he was remarkable. He writes um, children's books but based on presidents, but he turns the presidents into superheroes. So finding a new way to teach about just history in the world through what actually engages with children. Oh, that's so cool. Got to find some of those books. We actually may have some. I can get them to you. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, I would love to read them. That sounds so fascinating and a unique way to teach history, but also make it appealing. Right. Well, he has three boys. And so being able to watch his own sons grow up, he would test run them with the kids and so they would just fall in love with it and I think like at Halloween some of them would dress up as some of the characters 
our presidents from his books, um, but as their superhero alter ego. I love that. Yeah. That's so fun. Back to the program and, and how it works. I know that this is for veterans, but as far as veterans go, who can apply? Like, how does this application process work to get into it? Of course. So the veterans program was initially started for post 9-11 veterans who have returned and are out of active duty, or they can be in the transition process, but we always ask them to be fully separated by the time our phase two starts. So there's only three main criteria. You have a service-connected disability or you are identified as honorably discharged from your um, branch. And then you have to have a passion for entrepreneurship. We don't make you come in with an actual venture up and running. You can have an idea. If you just have something that's an interest and something you want to pursue, and you can sit down and actually write out that you've thought about that idea within reason, you have a possibility of getting in. Since that time, over the last few years, we've actually also decided that we're doing this program for our nation's veterans. But if there's so many pre-9-11 that have the same desire, they go through a rigorous um, review process. So they submit everything. They have to submit their resumes, two letters of recommendation, typically from professionals. We will accept from family members and stuff because sometimes, again, they don't have that professional connection. But it's anybody that can really just showcase who you are as a person and your work ethic and just as a human. And then they have to give us their DD-214 and then a letter from the VA stating their disability. That sometimes trips people up because they think, well, I only have like 10%. That's not a problem for us. It's just because of how the foundation of the program was structured, we just asked for that proof of disability. Which makes sense. But it is also not limited to Oklahoma residents. So this is nationwide veterans. This is nationwide. We have, since the inception of the program, and I'm going to do all universities combined we have graduated, I think, around 712 veterans from across the nation. So any veteran from anywhere, man, woman, does not matter. We do not discriminate. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so many people, too, to like kickstart their entrepreneurship or business or product. That's awesome. You've been bringing up phase two in a lot of your answers. So let's get into how the program is actually structured. Yeah, so... Uh, the Veterans Entrepreneurship Program is a three-phase program that lasts over the course of eight months, which typically really freaks out individuals when they're looking at it because they don't know what to expect. Phase one is a five-week online self-study curriculum. They have PowerPoints, they have videos that they watch, and then they have questions that correspond with all of that. We never actually see them one-on-one -on -one during phase one, other than potentially a phone call here or there or something, because that's really a time for them as a group to come together. We have areas where they actually have to review their fellow delegates, as we call our veterans when they come into the programs, their business plans and their bios. And then we have very specific questions that we ask them to read and answer based on those bios. So they're getting input and they're starting to build as we call tribe. So when they come into phase two, which is an eight day residency here at Oklahoma State University, which really freaks people out a lot of the time, but it's 100% free. This program is 100% free to any veteran accepted. So travel, lodging, food, anything that it takes to get you from your home and get you to Stillwater, Oklahoma, we cover it. There are upfront costs, which we do tell them. So maybe baggage or say taxi, everything's reimbursed as long as we have a receipt. But once they're here, um, we have eight days of what we call boot camp, And it is 8 a.m. till five or after every day of back-to-back -back presentations, 
We have lunch and learn. So even while they're taking a break and eating, we still bring in guest entrepreneurs. And they're working through all of these topics, everything from what do you do the first 100 days? What do you do before you open the door? Accounting, social media, we've started picking up more on over the last few years because a lot of our demographic age-wise is 45 to 65. And so they're not as familiar. So we're trying to bring in these topics where we can at least give them a base understanding. Throughout phase two, we probably have anywhere between 20 to 24 different presentations. And it's all around the nuts and bolts of starting a business. So whether you have that idea or your pre-existing um, venture, which is typically one to five years, we're focusing on the bottom line of everything and giving you an introduction, knowing that A, you can obviously expand that. But even no matter if you stick with the business you have, you can take that information and you can put it into anything in the future. And then they have a competition. Let's get into the competition because that's like the fun part. That's why it you come, is. you know, you want to pitch your idea and see how you do. So let's get into the competition. So the competition is what we would call our pitch and poster competition. All of the veterans who are accepted into the program, again, come in either with an idea or a pre-existing venture. So throughout the week, they're actually working on building a poster, first of all, that really focuses on different aspects of your business. So your value proposition, your customers, your industry, your revenue, your sales forecast, all of this stuff, but they're also building a 90 second pitch. Um, and we teach this in the level of going, so if you're on an elevator and let's say Steve Jobs, if he walked into the elevator and you have three floors, what are you going to say? What is your get to it idea to either spark his interest or you lose it? And they are pitching in front of live judges they have two rounds. So round one is the 90 second elevator pitch poster round. So they have a six foot table, they stand by their poster and they have three to six judges come by 90 seconds, give me your pitch. The judges then turn around and have 90 seconds of Q and A and then it's over. And then they move around the room until they've done everybody. At that point, we'll tally scores and then the top six will actually move on to the finals where their poster has been taken away. Now they have three minutes to stand in front of either the same or different judges, depending, and anybody else in the community that wants to show up. And they have three minutes to pitch their idea and three minutes of Q&A. And then it's over. And then the judges deliberate. And then at our closing ceremony, they actually then have the opportunity. They are awarded with these gorgeous eagle trophies. They're just gorgeous. And they don't know what they're getting. They don't expect anything outside of just the feedback from the judges. So when we have that evening and we have that big awards aspect, they're stunned. Yes, I have seen those trophies and they are. They're not those plastic little mm -mm. you know, T-ball trophies. That is a legit nice piece of hardware. It, it is. And we typically have to ship them because they can't take them because they're too blunt and a little sharp. And so <laughs> we ship them home to them. And this year's obviously different because of COVID. So how are you approaching this phase two? Because people will not be here in person. So phase two, because we are not allowed to have anybody on campus guests and, you know, travel is just not okay. We took the eight day and after doing a lot of surveys with previous delegates to say, if you were in this situation and knowing the program, what would work for you? So we decided that after all of that, we were going to do nine weeks spanning from February 21st to April 24th every Tuesday, Thursday, from 6 to 7.30 Central Standard Time, they get the same presentations, they would have the same presenters, it's just through Zoom. 
We're going to try our best to really still focus and give them that one-on-one attention. And the way that we did that, which was, again, hard for us, we only accepted 15 veterans this year. But we're excited. You know, again, they're in phase one right now doing it like they do, and they're very engaged. And we talk with them as often as we can, and we're going to just give them everything we can and make make them feel like they were here as best as possible. And then after the in-person phase two or this year, the virtual phase two, which is 29 weeks, there is a a phase three, correct? Yes, there is. Phase three is all about um, advising and mentoring. So although they go home at this point, or I guess still now they'd be home anyway, but although they're at home, they can reach out at any time if they have any type of questions. But we also tell everyone that's ever gone through the program, once you're here, you're family. And so we're never going to turn our back on you. So even after those five months, reach out. Like, we'll do everything we can. But during those five months, there's a 100%, we're going to do everything we can as quickly as we can. When you need something, reach out to us. And then last year, we actually started a community page in Canvas where they could post their questions. Because again, a lot of the times we've seen people are just a little nervous about asking or a little reserved and they don't know how to ask those questions. So posting your questions up front so everyone can see. We then take those questions. We vet them to three or four mentors. They're all answering the same question because they all may have a different take and then you can choose what you feel is right for you. And then if you want to connect one-on-one with said mentor advisor, we then will do that for you as well. So you've been with this program for a little while now. A little while, yes. How have you seen businesses grow as a result of VEP? We've seen it all. We have seen an individual, Matt Butler, who is a fantastic. He created a game called Rollers, and it is very much like um, Shuffleboard. He is making millions of dollars, and he started that, if I'm not mistaken, while he was deployed. It was just something they were doing for fun, and he brought it back, and now it's this massive like deal that's in Target and Walmart and all over the world, millions of dollars. We have tech companies. We have um, food trucks. We have restaurants. Um, We have a lot of consulting. We have, since the inception of the program, there are 17 companies that are over the million dollar in revenue annually. That's amazing. 100%. People always ask us, how do you measure success? And that's just, it's not one way because you have companies that come in that only want to be a small mom and pop. You know, I just want to be a repairman for my community. So what is that for him? Has his revenue grown? Sure. Maybe it went from a couple thousand to 10,000. Maybe he just had more employees than what he had. Maybe he's not having to do everything or she's not having to do everything themselves. Are they hiring more veteran employees as well? So there's just so many ways to measure success that we don't get bogged down on just the revenue side because we know that that's not going to be for everybody. But the success we've had through that and through our veterans telling other veterans about the program which then, again, helps us service more people. I think the incredible thing, too, about VEP is that you just spoke about the various successes of businesses and entrepreneurs. And who knows if they would have had this if they were never even given some guidance and direction on how to launch a business. Because it's hard. People don't realize. it's You can have this brilliant idea, but if you don't have a plan of how to execute it, it's not going to work. So just by giving these veterans guidance on how to launch a business or how to launch a product and see them grow, it's like you just give them a chance, they'll take it and run with it. Exactly. And the other side of that, I would say, is sometimes you need to tell someone very early on, that's not going to work. 
that's not sustainable because people do spend so much time putting their time and money and effort into doing something that unfortunately it's just never going to work out. And so you get the best of both of that. Let me get you to where you have this great idea over here making these hundreds of thousands, hopefully dollars, or you going, let's pivot that. Maybe have you thought about this? And so it's the best of both worlds. What are some of your favorite pitches or products or businesses that you've seen come through VEP? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I've been, I, I've played on some level since 2014 as a graduate assistant. So this, that one's rough. I loved, as we talked about earlier, the um, Presidents and the Superheroes, that book. We had a guy that worked on drones. And so it was all about surveying land and stuff. So helping these rural areas actually just get out there and figure out what's going on and everything, especially for these corporations that were trying to get out there and just grow their businesses or maybe expand into areas. That was fun. We had a guy come in a few years ago. It's all about recycling. So he's actually in Tulsa um, and it's recycling, which is amazing, but it was all for the youth. It was all about giving youth who were looking for jobs or just trying to help youth not get in trouble or just get them something to focus on. That was just his passion behind it, I think was one of the things that really stuck with me more than anything. There's so many. It's really so hard to think about. I know I put you on the spot a little bit there with that, but you just gave some great examples. And I, you know, I'm so excited to see what comes out of VEP this year. And I can't wait for next year when hopefully we can be back in person. Maybe I can pop into some of these pitches the last day. Oh, you're 100% welcomed. And then hopefully this one is a little bit easier for you to answer. But what has been your favorite part of being involved with VEP? Phase two. And they stay at the Atherton Hotel. We actually have the presidential suite um, for those full eight days. And that's our hospitality room. And I always basically move into that the entire eight days. So I'm living day to day, morning to night with all of these individuals. And getting to talk and learn their stories and not just their businesses, but their life stories. And then they're just as interested, not with just me, but our entire staff, our students are there constantly, my director, my program coordinators. And so getting that sense of, again, the tribe, we're building that family and then just holding on to it. I talk to people all the time. We bring them back, some of them back to be guest speakers. Um, they are our, um, keynote speakers at our closing awards banquet. It's the intimacy, I guess, of getting to know them deeper than just, oh, you have a business, let's get it off the ground. Are you a veteran interested in applying for the VEP? Consortium sites University of Tennessee at Chattanooga and University of Florida are now accepting applications for their 2021 programs. For more information, check out business.okstate.edu slash Riata. And as always, for more Inside OSU podcasts, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Once again, I'm your host, Megan Robinson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Mm-hmm.